Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Um, We've certainly seen plenty of that and I'm being booked myself for some of those. Uh, And, but some organizations are still continuing to take a little bit longer in their buying cycles. Some a little afraid of making decisions, um, making a mistake in their decisions or there's so much change going on, they're trying to just keep up. So I think that will still continue for a little while, but overall, um, most of the clients we're working with are having a lot of success. Um, The thing that's working the best is to make sure that you're continuing to narrow right into the markets and niching into the particular programs that you're working with. If you need help with that, we actually have the Big Deals Masterclass coming up in July. Uh, So jump on the website, you'll see that one coming up. We have very limited spots and it fills up every single time. So make sure you jump in there. But our special guest today, let me introduce you to her. So our very special guest is a lady called Jade Lee. She's a workplace engagement and corporate expert, corporate culture expert, I should say. She works with organisations to improve team collaboration and in turn, productivity for organisations. She's got over 20 years experience in the talent management arena and is passionate about mindfulness, sustained mental health and employee wellbeing. She has a real passion for travelling and she loves the great outdoors where she met her husband when she was trekking to Everest Base Camp He was actually her Sherpa. Uh, She's just launched a book which incorporates her Sherpa's story and her knowledge on team effectiveness and employee engagement, what my Sherpa taught me. Enjoy the conversation. All right. Hi there, Jade. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know how busy you are. Uh, The life of an author and congratulations on you being a published author. How does it feel? Oh, thank you, Jane. I'm so excited to be here. It, um, It feels surreal it feels amazing I um I just I actually just got the book last Wednesday and um opened it up and I was just like wow this is this is me this is what I've created so it's a um, sorry go ahead no it's it's actually interesting I was talking to a friend and it's it's kind of somehow that imposter syndrome still seems to come in but it's which it shouldn't you've definitely written a book you've got the evidence I know right yeah it's great it's a vulnerable thing to do to write a book because it's you at your most fully self-expressed, isn't it? Like it's it's your thoughts, your ideas and being able to put that down on a piece of paper and go, oh, are people actually going to read this? You know, yes. this is my most inner thoughts and feelings and putting yourself up for criticism and judgment and all those things. So, you know, it's a real milestone to do that in your practice. So, you know, I really acknowledge you. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So tell us all about your practice, Jade. Like, tell us about, you know, how did it start? Where are you based, by the way? You're in Brisbane, yeah? I'm in Brisbane, yeah. So I'm based in Brisbane. So I guess to take it back, probably where it really started was um, about seven years ago, I was feeling pretty disengaged with my work, um, feeling a bit bit lost and disillusioned. And I was actually planning on going over to... um, 
Vietnam and Cambodia at right. the time. And I thought I was actually talking to somebody, a younger person who was about 21, and he was going to go backpacking through Asia. And I was thinking, God, I wish I could do that. I used to be able to do that, but I can't do that anymore. And <laughs> really, there was nothing stopping me from doing it. Like I was actually single at the time, um, had a couple of investment properties and, you know, was able to actually access the money to do it. And I thought, let's just do it. So I yeah, took six months off and uh, went trekking. Uh, well, I went to Vietnam and Cambodia, spent some time in Asia. And as only an Australian can do, had a look at the map and thought, oh, Nepal isn't that far. Nepal mm. isn't very far from, from Cambodia. So jumped on a plane, went to Cambodia, decided that I would trek to Everest Base Camp. And um, when I went over there, I was talking to the travel agent and I said, look, listen, I'm happy to, uh, to, to have a Sherpa, have a guide, but I want them to be able to carry my backpack. I don't want to have a, a guide and a porter. And he said, yeah, I know somebody who... Um, who can do that? He used to be a porter and now he's a guide. And um, turns out his name was Gabinda and he is now my husband. Isn't that so, amazing? <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. But but what I learned on that trekking trail was how um, engaged and happy people were in, in their work when they were getting paid like $25 a day. And I was right. just really shocked, like not shocked, but it was just really interesting when I, I knew there were so many people in... Australia that weren't happy and like they were earning you know six figures and still weren't happy like you know had amazing houses had everything they could possibly want and it started me actually thinking about how we can get better engagement at work and mm. how we can um, have happier employees and get more done so that's really where it started uh, initially seven years ago and wow. um, actually launched um, two years ago and now have um, have really taken a big step to getting the book out and having all my ideas out there. Oh, it's amazing. What an incredible journey. What an incredible story. And you met your husband that way as well. Um, does he still carry all your luggage when you travel? And he doesn't really like climbing mountains anymore either. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually quite funny. We live um, near some bushland here. And, yes. um, and every now and then we go into the bushland. But, no, he's not, really, he's not really as much of a... Um, as much in service as it used to be. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can get what you signed up for. You're like, you know, I could really like, use you climbing Mount Keither over here back home. <laughs> so, no, he's um, oh, he settled into the Australian life very well. Has he? So, um, that's a big yeah. change. It's a, very, it's a very big change. And that's also influenced my thinking around, um, you know, diversity and in, in our yes. workplaces as well because... Yes. It's hard. Like he had, oh. like he used to climb up and down mountains with a new group of people every two weeks. He would develop those connections because he knew that if he developed those connections, he'd have happier clients. Yes. Then he, he he didn't understand workplace politics. He doesn't understand all the drama that we can get into in workplaces. He didn't mm. like. He was saying things to me like, "I think that they're jealous of me because I'm working really hard," and there's other people in there in his organisation who probably aren't working as hard and feeling a bit jealous. And I'm like. Right. You know what? You probably you, you probably are right, <laughs> and it's actually um, but it's all these things that we learned, like when we had our first jobs at 15, 16, about how to yeah. interact in a workplace that he never knew. So yeah. working through that, and and then I started thinking, why is there all this drama? Why right. do we have all this corporate um, BS that we have to deal with? So yeah. yeah, and I was, and that's kind of also influenced it as well, trying to help him navigate what workplace culture is in Australia. 
it's evolving so much, isn't it? Like really thinking that whole unconscious bias and really thinking about, you know, have we got the right people on our teams and how are we giving people an opportunity to contribute and are we valuing the diversity of ideas and where people come from and, you know, just really, be, you know, I think if you've travelled overseas, you see some of these things, particularly in some of these countries where you get to see such a variety and how those um, how those cultures operate in just a different context and you do ask the question I know that's that's why I left corporate so like <laughs> I don't need to do this anymore I've done this because I think we all get that point in even sometimes in our careers particularly if we've got a consulting practice like most of the people who listen to this podcast is and the women that listen to this podcast often have that same feeling where they go you know what I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather, I just want to do really good work. I want to work with clients that I really like working with. And I just want to do, I want to have some choice. I want to have the freedom and I want to do what I want to do. And I think that's often, you know, that side of it where we've gone, you know, I don't think I need to do this anymore. I think I have some choice now. Is that kind of what happened yeah, for that's, you that's even in your exactly, own practice? Yeah, that was exactly. It. And then Interestingly, when I came back from from that trip, I still like I worked for um, yeah obviously quite a few years, mm. and I actually also as part of that um, experienced myself a bullying situation, um, you know, and I ended up having to go down the work cover path and mm. the burnout mental health path, and that all contributed to it as well. And it's just like yeah. you know we, we need to have greater connection with with each other and actually yes. really appreciate working together as a team. Yes. And it doesn't have to have as much drama as, as as we seem to as we seem to create, which is you know basically what the book comes down to. Like leading that really simple yes. Sherpa Sherpa lifestyle is yes. um, is really what we all crave. Yeah. Oh, I think we do. I think we totally resonate. I think for those who are listening today, go, yep, that's exactly you know. That's, I think the simplicity of that lifestyle. Plus, we've also had. You know, coming out of, of COVID and going, you know what, life's too short. You know, I, I'm going to start to create this lifestyle that I that I want to and to be able to, um, you know, if uh, whether it means I want to travel more. I don't want to travel more. I want to stay home. I don't. I want to work. You know, this bit at home. I want to do that. Like just designing it now. Um, so, um, Jade, tell us a little bit about. Like, so, with the programs that you have, tell us about your practice in terms of the programs, like that you deliver is it mostly um training or a bit of coaching or is it a bit of everything how does it all work yeah it's a little bit of everything so okay. i um i have a background mainly in uh resources and mine i've actually pretty much worked in every industry known to man but resources and mining is where i've generally gone back to in that engineering okay. area so okay. um so one of my key programs is uh doing project kickoff meetings so right. actually developing um, that connection early on in the piece uh, we okay. know when projects start up that's when you can have the most influence on the on the outcome of the project okay. however it's also when it's also the time when the team is kind of at their fledgling stage so trying to fast track that connection uh, in the in, at the startup so getting really clear on what the vision is um, starting to connect the people and um, and providing you know that support within the team right so that's uh, it's one of my major projects um, major programs and then I also offer coaching so leadership coaching okay. and um, and career coaching so yes. if you're in a position in your career I, I've worked in HR and recruitment is my is my basic background so yes if you are um, 
looking to make a change and not quite sure how to do it or not quite sure what you want to change into mm. um, at that point I actually offer a coaching package as well and then I also have a program for onboarding new starters into organizations so okay. developing that connection up really close really early uh, so in the first 12 weeks um, having that really kind of more intensive um, startup with people because often people get we, we often expect like having worked in recruitment for years it was like mm. I want someone who can hit the ground running and I'm mm. like yeah that's great but where do you want them to run to yeah. who do you want them to run with are they, they just have to find it all out themselves if you give them that support up front and in a more structured manner then um then they're going to be a much better employee down the track and yes. you also know very very clearly if they are the right person for you if you put that support in yes uh, often there's a um I guess there's a thought once we get to the end of the probation period or maybe they're not right but the manager's like but maybe I didn't spend enough time with them and maybe that's why they're not right so that you, you have that really good clarity that no I I supported them really well and I can clearly make that decision yes what a great offering to put together for that like I mean that just sets up so much success for everyone doesn't it I mean I that's, think and what I love about that is I think sometimes you know when you're building your practice some things like that um you know we we sometimes trying to create like all these new things I don't know if you were like me when I started my thought leadership practice but you're like oh what is that all these new things and but sometimes you've already got some really great programs already you actually don't need to go and create a whole lot of new stuff it's actually these are the programs that you're already delivering just do them really well and unpack the thinking around them consolidate them so that you can uh, leverage them and amplify your practice so you know is that kind of what you did yeah when you started? Guess, yeah and the thing is it's it's foundational like it's, yes it's, it, it can it can seem quite simple like look after your people to begin with of course that makes sense right but we just don't do it we don't mm. do it well and I think that um actually being able to give people some form of structure in that is like people love it I think oh my god great yes. I need to do this this week this this week and and then they and they know that they're on track and because everyone you know wants people to succeed in their teams but they, people get yes. busy we get busy and we kind of yeah. you know lose little, lose a little bit of focus so uh it's around yeah. you know real and also making sure that the time that you do spend with your people is focused and you're really present with them at those times because right. often you know we're, we're thinking about a new an email we've got to send or we're um you know checking mm -hmm. our emails or we're taking a phone call and if you just have that quality 20 minutes with your people once a week that's you know that's probably really all that you doesn't all that you much. need but it needs to be focused so that people feel valued yes. and appreciated and all of those things yeah and we just you know sometimes we think oh you know i know for some of the clients we work with that they talk about and they go aren't these things kind of obvious like, you know, can't they just do those things if I just tell them, but, you know, we have to actually I think about clients just needs, I think, so much more support and focus and like to be able to continue to do those things, don't they, more than ever. Like they're just so distracted. There's so much change. And just to continue to hold them, give them the support, but the accountability to make sure that those things are in place because they're just, particularly executives, they're just pulled in so many directions. Um, you know, sometimes just being able to support them through that, whatever it is, the programs that we've got, we can sometimes undervalue the programs we're selling and delivering because we go, 
oh, should I really, but wouldn't they do that bit themselves? Can I just, you know, should I really do that? Do you find sometimes like that? And you're, yeah. well, no, actually, if, I'm, if I don't hold you accountable, if I don't support you, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And I, I think that I've just, I just know for so many years that even the best of intentions, people still, yes. still, still don't get, you know, still don't yeah. get the attention and the onboarding. And it's often, it's it's reminders and it's having the processes in place. And like you said, the accountability. Say, so, yeah, well, have you done mm. that? Have you, have you sat down with the person? Especially in mining. Happened? That's right. Especially mining and resources because it's so reactive. So, yes. you know, there's so many other distractions that happen. So um, uh, I love that there's so much power in that and the power and the simplicity of of being able to support your clients through that. So tell us with starting your practice, what was your biggest fear with starting your practice? Um, failure. What was that? Failure? Failure. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, for me, probably it would, it would have just been money. Cash flow was, was probably yeah. the biggest fear. Um, that failure, yes. failure piece in terms of, um, you're putting yourself out there like you're on linkedin and yeah. people know what you're doing and it's yeah. like you know if, if if i go back into the corporate world again it, you know people will think that i've failed but i think yes what i what i've learned so much is that you know you, you just need to if they're not in the arena like as renee brown says if they're not in the arena you don't need to worry about them and you need to worry about them <laughs> and the people who are in the arena they they've got your back so, um, yes. so yeah, so I think that that's, it was just, yeah, it's a fear of failure. And, and putting your ideas out there is actually quite difficult. Like it's not, like I actually, um, I've been doing a, a course around um, being better on video. And um, yes. and as part of that, you, had, you have to post a video on LinkedIn. And I hadn't done yeah. very many videos at the time. And, and so, and I, I heard someone say, oh, I just can't hit, you know, publish on a LinkedIn post. And I said, Get your VA. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? Get your VA to do it. Just give it to them. That's right. Yeah. And then you don't have to hit send. You don't have to do it. Stay away from it. Back off. <laughs> Just hand the video over. <laughs> I love that. It's so many times you have to do that. It's stay away from the unsubscribe button in your newsletter list. Like, don't go near it. Don't look at it those things because you've got to do so much to protect that mojo don't you in this game like any of those things can really throw you off really easily and and you like I actually wrote a post about like how much you you take so much more notice of the negative feedback than the positive like and oh and there could be like is that like the the post went something like I sent out my, my blog this week and it had four spelling errors in it and I was just and someone came back and told me, and I was mortified. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but, where, but where were you when I when I you, you've told me that you really like my work? Are you, are you coming back to me every week and saying good good job? No, <laughs> exactly. Back to me when I've done love your ever free work, Jade. <laughs> so um, go you. And like it's, the, the thing is that you know, and, and even in corporate world, like you you could look at an email ten times and go. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've got it right. I think I've got it right. You hit send and you go, oh, I forgot to do that. And and we always ruminate on that. We don't ruminate, you know, all the positive feedback. We kind of just kind of like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, where we do tend to beat ourselves up a bit, don't we? And we can, you know, you just if you can, the sooner you can get a VA to do those things, the sooner, you know, that you start to protect yourself a little bit and get, create a little bit of self-preservation, uh, yes. I think. But, you know, even just that, I think, is worth their weight, you know, if they can just help with some of those things. So um, based on, you know, like for how far you've come into your practice journey now, like you've done some incredible stuff. You've got programs going, you've got a book going now, um, which we want to talk a bit more about. Um, what, um, what, based on what you've done so far, what have been some of the learnings or insights or things that you would have done a bit differently compared to, if you reflect back, is there anything that comes to mind? Probably two things. One, I would have written my book earlier. Like the book was pretty right. much ready to go two years ago. Like if I had have actually, if I had have had my, yeah, I had all my, you know, pink sheets, all my ideas pretty much ready to yes. go, but I hadn't actually done it. So I would probably would have started my practice with a book. Um, and having said that, like it has evolved and, and it has worked, but it's, you know, I guess it really just depends on, on your own personal circumstances. And I would say the best thing I've done is get a VA. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, for the, for the investment, um, having a virtual assistant is, is great. Like I, I, end, I was at one stage just working on all the, you know, all the admin and I wasn't adding value to my practice. And that's really where you need to get yourself out of that space. Yeah. And how did you find them, Jay? Was it a referral? Like it's constantly the issue that comes up all the time with people in their practices, particularly women, because, you know, the juggling, I often find just more, more the, the bandwidth is stretched a little bit further so that the value of that VA and it's a scary thing to bring them on um uh how did you go about did you find it through someone or did you was it an agency did you get a referral what did you find worked best for you yeah I found it through somebody I did look look at the agency path and um yeah that was because my VA is actually based in the Philippines that was um yes going to be a much more expensive way of doing it so I actually just mm. reached out and and I only um, like I only only had her originally for like twenty hours a week. So we actually I shared yeah, a VA right. with somebody else, and it becomes okay. not a massive, it, it's not a massive investment, but it is yeah. it, it makes a massive difference to your time and to to where you are focusing yeah. on. So yes, yeah, so that was yes. a referral. Yeah, yeah, and it. and, and to be honest good. with you, I'm you know she there's actually a, a community seems to be a community of VAs over there. So if I if I talk to um, to my VA yes. and say, "Hey, someone's looking for someone for ten hours a week," she will. But they kind of find them and they kind of, and they train them up um, so that they can work yes. really well with Australian um, Australian clients. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I reckon the word of mouth here and the word of mouth there. If they, you know, they can sort of, you know, work out who do they know because they can sort of end up be a little bit sort of translating. There's so much to learn in a practice, isn't there? So there's just not really a handbook or a rule book or a lot of people that have necessarily experience in running a game like this. That's right. And the thing is what I've found with um, with my VA, Chris, is that she, like, I'll, I'll say, I need you to work on this. Like I, I try to give her different things to do, not just, you know, a lot of LinkedIn stuff. I said, if yes. you can work out, can you work out how to use this software package and how it's going to work for our practice? And 
Yeah. And she will go back and she'll say, and they'll, they'll, they'll obviously have their own community and they just say, has anyone worked on this software package? How do I do it? Or they'll take the time awesome. to go through and do the, you know, look at the YouTube videos and all of that kind of stuff. But it's not worth my time to do it. I don't really need to know yeah. how to do it. Like it's nice to actually know how yeah. to do it on one level, but once you know it, that's it. So she'll do all the research yeah. for me. Um, and I think yeah. it's like anything, you need to get the right person. Like she's somebody who I know wants to learn and expand more. So I, I give her more yeah. interesting things to do. Uh, like she launched the, the, um, the Amazon campaign, you know, for my book. She she was behind all of that and all the different ideas and what, even working on Canva, developing stuff on Canva for marketing. Yeah, yeah so it's great. Yeah. Oh, how good is that? It's, I mean, the, the technology and the systems and all those things are there. You're like Asana, the Canva, all those things. If we can find, um, and they if they can learn, the key, the key is if how good they are at learning, isn't it? That they can pick those things up. Yeah. Um, and so, um, in terms of, um, so tell us all about your book. Your book is um, what? Hang on, I just had it here a second ago. I just want to get this title, title right. And, and I read it out in your intro, which is what my Sherpa taught me about your teams, a guide to engagement at work. So you met your husband, who is your Sherpa, and these are things that you learned from him on that trip that you mentioned earlier, is that right? And then you've decided to write the book about what you learned on that trip and then you've ended up marrying him. I just think this is amazing. I ended up marrying him. Um, when you when you get to, when you get to thirty eight without meeting the man of your dreams and you happen to find him on Everest, you just bring him home, right? That's, that's whatever it takes. <laughs> so, so tell um, us all, all about it. So yeah, so basically, it's um, it using the the Sherpa analogy of climbing the mountain to in, to engagement at work. Okay, so and it's also like a Sherpa they. They don't summit the mountain first. They support everyone to get to the mountain. And then they also know that they, they need to help people back down the mountain, you know, safely as well. So it's right. around that um, there's like certain lessons from the Sherpa in the book. So things like yes. you know, when we're in a team, often we forget to celebrate the successes. So, but if you're on a trekking yes. trail, you, you, you walk for a couple of hours and then you stop and you have a drink and you look back and you see how far you've come. And all of that so it's kind of like that milestone idea so around celebrating yeah, successes. Kind of growth mindset stuff. exactly um there's a lot of there's a lot of stories in the book about my experiences in the western culture and and sh kind right. of showing how we can learn a little bit around around the simplicity and around getting more connected to ourselves and what we want and and getting closer mm. aligned to our values as well mm. um yeah, so it's like lots of lots of different lessons of how we can climb that mountain um, mountain to being more engaged. Because unfortunately, oh, there's only about twenty percent of people uh, worldwide who are regarded as engaged in their job, which is quite right. concerning. Twenty percent, uh, only twenty percent. The rest of us are just what I call going with the flow and taking home the dough. Um, mm. So, oh, there's also another another about twenty percent who are actively disengaged, who are actually going, you know, right. causing problems in the workplace. But um, right. yeah, my my mission is to try and get a few more people up into that engaged category. So uh, we yes. feel like we're contributing. We feel like we're adding value, and yes. um, and like the role of the like the Sherpa leader is around yeah providing that support providing direction and also creating an environment where people can collaborate better together. Right. 
And so with the book, what what's your hope in terms of like the ideal client? So you kind of written the book for it's a positioning activity. It really helps mm -hmm. to sort of um, frame up your practice and show that sort of angle you're coming in on your expertise. And so because you've already you've had a business as such a role in like recruitment. So you sort of got lots, you would imagine, I'm imagining, you know, lots of people very well connected. And then with the clients, you're sort of thinking, is it, you mentioned before a bit about um, mining and resources. Are you seeing it for that type of industry or is it a bit of a mix of different industries or do you have, what made you sort of decide on this one and this specific for this specific like not you've done it for teams is it that you like um what do you want to do with it and who do you want to work with and what was the purpose of the book like in terms of the type of market yeah so it's it's around project teams i guess it's around yeah, like project, project teams specifically got it okay so like that it, real it would apply to yeah it, it would apply to any it does apply to any teams but i've got a really good background in setting up projects uh, and yes. working in mining projects, so uh, doing those those kickoff meetings or those restart meetings with project teams to get them really aligned on what they need to achieve and how they're going to communicate better and and, and work more collaboratively together. That's really mm -hmm. um, really where it's about. So engineering consultancies, mining um, mining organisations, uh, resources companies, even you know now. All the new energy stuff as well. Those people who are who are coming together and need to develop their um, their cohesive team quite quickly is probably where my niche market is. Right. Got it. Okay. Well, it's um, you know I really like the narrowness of that market. Like you know, like you said, you could use it. You've got some flexibility to be able to work with it, and the message works right. But amazing, isn't it, that you've got you know to be able to we've got to be able to go in a bit narrow and you've got that, that sounds like you've got some of those industries ready to go and have conversations with already in your practice. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And the, and because I've, I've, I hate to think how many engineers I've recruited and, and, um, and mentored and coached yeah. over the years, over the years. And um, engineers are one of those more technical specialties that Often people get put into leadership roles where they don't necessarily get the support to be a successful leader. Uh, so actually being able to work with them, like they have the ability to be able to do it, but they just need the guidance and the coaching to really make the most of their teams. And and, yes. and that's where I see um, a real a real need in the market, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Great. And so lucky last question in your practice. Uh, what's your like? What's your vision? What's your dream? Or what's your biggest goal for your practice? I would love to be on the international keynote stage, Jane. There we go. Right. I'm putting it, putting it out there. There you go. We're calling it right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, excellent. I love yeah. that you've named it. Um, that's exciting. So, what would be your dream stage? Do you know? It's actually funny. I listened to a um, uh, a podcast called the Mind Valley Podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I was actually listening to it this morning. It was um, Gabrielle Bernstein, who's the author of The Universe Has Your Back, um, and she's. Yeah. They obviously do a um, you know a, a conference every year or whatever, and some really amazing people get on there. So that might be that bit might be my big my big Mind audacious Valley's goal. Mind Valley's annual conference. Okay, there you go. Big audacious All right. 
Okay, remember us when you're famous. We'll all be going, we remember the day that we did the podcast with Jade. <laughs> I'll be sure to let you know That's I'm on there, Jane. Absolutely. There we go. We look at this. <laughs> That's fantastic, Jade. So if people want to follow you, Jade, um, they want to learn more about the book, if they want to buy the book. I think I've had a look around the books on Amazon um, and they can go to your website and all that sort of stuff. Is that right? That's great. So jadelee.com.au um, yep. is my book. Um, when yeah, and you can go onto Amazon. Don't get too confused. There is there is another Jade Lee who's an author who um, oh, writes erotic. She, 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 she writes erotic fiction. That's not me. I'm the I'm the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, you never know. There could be some love scenes since you got married. You know, these things could happen in the. As, I was waiting for the love scene in the chapter of the book. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so um so yeah so jadelee.com.au reach out on linkedin jadelee.com.au okay LinkedIn. yeah based in brisbane and i've got a picture of a mountain in the background of my of my um, linkedin profile oh fantastic well thanks so much for joining us today jade it's been absolutely an absolute pleasure to meet you i'm so thrilled for you and your book and i know those who are listening today will be so inspired to hear about your adventures and what you've been able to um, write about in your book but i think even more so is being able to to craft a message and to align your message with a fantastic metaphor around something that's personal and happened to you. And what I love about that is, you know, what we talk about a lot on the podcast is about uniqueness and exceptionality. And two big things that create the exceptionality are what is it that you do different and what is it that you do better than everybody else? And I think those two things, you really tick those two boxes today in being able to build your practice. So we look forward to following your journey and uh, and seeing you up on the Mind Valley stage and waving from afar. And hopefully we get to have you back <laughs> and um, and hear all about it when that happens as well. That's the top of the mountain, yeah? That's it. That's the top. That's a very big mountain. <laughs> you just got to keep putting fantastic. one step one step in front of the other to get there. That's the other Sherpa lesson. Right. One step. All right. One step in front of the other. All right. We'll be doing that. We'll be watching and watching closely. So thanks so much, Jade. Jump on her website. Make sure you reach out. Say hi to Jade. Um, let her know that you listen to the podcast. And, uh, and we look forward to uh, seeing you again, perhaps down the track. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for having me. My pleasure.